0: Hi, this is Marcus and just to let you know that parts of this episode may not be suitable for younger children. Hello and welcome to episode number 25 of Modern Art is Rubbish and part 2 of our Dada journey. Are you alright Tom? Yeah I'm good thanks. You're alright, yeah. yeah. So um, someone actually asked me why we were doing Dada. I was just explaining to them the other day that uh, if you look at the time Dada came out I think the world is it's just as crazy as it was during these time of the First World War well mm.
1: I'm, I'm glad we haven't got trench warfare going on no, but no, maybe we yeah. have didn't they uh, isis had tunnels didn't they in syria like, oh my god yeah so maybe they're in the wars currently going on in the oh, i think East.
0: they've probably got i think there's trenches there's sometimes trenches, yeah 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 last time we spoke about uh you know dada's beginnings started in uh, switzerland now zurich yeah it's spread oh no i've got a quiz and you've just preempted my quiz oh have i Oh no.
1: Well, you, you like taught me too much last, oh, last no, time. I but I've
0: got a quiz to test, and that was one of the questions.
1: Oh, yeah, we'll do the question anyway because I like to get a. Point. Okay, well, <laughs> the
0: quiz that we were going to do later was where did Dada start? Was it one, Zurich, two, London, three, Baltimore, four, New York, or five, Mexico City?
1: Surely the real answer, though, as you're just saying, is the madness of the world. What? Did Dada not start in the craziness of uh, yes. World
0: War One? Well, yeah, Dada... Philosophically start, speaking. Philosophically, Dada did start everywhere. Today, um, we won't be talking about New York and Paris. That'll be next week. But we will be talking about it spreading to other countries and Dada spread to Germany. And it was a bit more of a, uh, a political kind of uh, movement more of a mocking of the establishment and politicians Zurich Dada, absurd, reactionary German Dada, more political satirical Incidentally I was just thinking about a time in Germany I had which was a bit Dada it was with my family on a driving holiday in a old Ford this was like the late 80s and uh, the car broke down on the Autobahn Now, do you know about autobahns? It's the motorway, isn't it? Yeah, they also have no speed limit. And every 10 miles or so, there might be a uh, phone. This is the time before mobile phones. So anyway, we broke down. We kept trying to flag people to stop because there was no police had passed us. No one was stopping and we were just being ignored. And we were on the hard shoulder. You'd have to walk for literally miles and miles and miles before you came to a telephone to contact someone. What we decided to do... In Dada style, was, we thought, well, we just sat down and had a picnic on the side of the motorway. So what did you eat? Well, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Probably German sausage. And people kept giving us going like that, but no one was stopping.
1: Why would a family have a holiday picnic by the autobahn? Yeah, I mean... It is I, a bit Dada. Yeah, yeah. you, I'm about
0: sure it. my mum and my dad were aware of Dada, but I don't know if it was a statement. It was more like, we were hungry and no one was stopping for us we, we just thought you know in, in typical uh, uh english british style we'd just sit and have a uh...
1: who do you think you are kidding <laughs> mr hitler <laughs> so
0: but in the end my mum just randomly said sod this and stopped the first car she saw
1: yeah, so she she was looking after her family and yeah. her, b- her boys because you got a brother. Yeah,
0: and in the end, the car she actually coincidentally stopped turned out to be a Welsh couple. Wow! And they kindly drove to a telephone box and rang up for for a pickup lorry.
1: So, have you kept in touch with the Welsh couple?
0: No, no, <laughs> I don't. Know, but thank you to you. I'm sure you'll be listening. Although we don't have any uh, listeners in Wales. (laughs) (laughs) We have listeners in four or five continents and not in Wales. I don't know what that is. Uh, Remembering that story, that's why I thought I'd talk about, uh, you know, we're talking about German Dada. And German Dada was particularly mocking and attacking the establishment, uh, such as politicians and the military. Okay, okay. Yeah, it, so was it, was more more,
1: it was more of a political movement, the German yeah. incarnation. Whereas I felt
0: Zurich it. was a bit more observant and more like, this is crazy, let's be crazy. That kind of a. <laughs> more beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we go on, I just want to mention uh, that if you've not listened to part one, this is part two. Please, it's on our website, com, and have a listen. So Dada made its debut in Germany in about 1918. Something I need to point out is Dada artists—they were always a loose collection of artists—and many of them went from different countries to different countries. So some went from France to America, or went from Switzerland to Germany, or went to Germany to Switzerland. You know, so they came from all over the world. Although in German Dada, a lot of them were German, and Richard halzenbeck who performed at the cabaret voltaire in zurich he was the first person who set up dada in germany and he called his show instead of uh, the cabaret voltaire as it was in zurich he called it club dada i quite like to go club dada yeah yeah sounds good doesn't it
1: sounds uh, electronic
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it does club dada so at the first one of these shows uh, he sort of stands up you know, on stage and in course, in true Dada style, he announced himself as the official delegate for Dada in Germany. And he also stood up and said, and this is in true Dada style, he said that Zurich Dada was pro-war and that Dada is still pro-war and that war was necessary and things are not cruel enough. So he just basically got up on stage the first time and just lied, as in Dada style, and said that Zurich Dada was the complete opposite of what it was
1: yeah and he was like encouraging cruelness it was that was almost a comment on how cruel it was by encouraging it it was yeah, like yeah. it was it was a way of like yeah, yeah, getting yeah. people to hear him
0: yeah yeah absolutely so what went on at club dada a bit like cabaret voltaire they were quite rowdy events and you know as i said there were frequent uh, reported bar fights i think perhaps because of the way that some of the performers behaved as well and there were some pretty interesting performances. Another Dadaist that was involved was an artist called George Gross. Now, George Gross, is a, um, he's a painter as well, really good painter, which we will talk about another time. sort of things that he would do, for instance, George Gross would uh, occasionally perform a little dance in between reciting poetry. One time he even mockingly simulated uh, pissing up a uh, painting by Lovis Corinth. Uh, Lovis Corinth actually was a really quite a good painter and quite modern if you actually see his paintings they're quite interesting so I don't know why he particularly so he, picks him out to so he
1: didn't actually piss up against his painting he no. just did not uh, simulated uh, yeah it was like acting
0: yeah but the funny thing is is it seems to be that the audience gets upset by any of this you know the, it seems that Dada seemed to offend people quite easily I don't know why
1: so they were all snowflakes is what you're saying <laughs>
0: I officially would be a snowflake, I suppose, but other other styles of political being are available.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Snowflakeism.
0: Oh, don't say
1: that. It's
0: one of the events at Earth Club Dada, which could be held all over the city, was the Pan-Germanic Poetry Contest. What happened was about 12 or so contestants were invited on stage. George Gross fired a starting pistol and then at that point, all the participants then read out their poems all at the same time. And when George Groves decided that it was over, he fired the starting pistol again. And then he just declared the contest a draw.
1: Great. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I think he's a comment of the war, isn't it? You know, you know, everyone's talking all at once and no one is listening. And there's no winners um, yeah. or losers. Uh, yeah. But. Um,
1: Maybe the uh the you know, the Olympic committee should have a have a listen to this history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: yeah, we were talking about that, weren't we, earlier, yeah, yeah, definitely. Give someone an idea of how bad that sounds, just with the two of us. If we both start talking in Dada poetry for like a uh, five seconds or something, just to give a flavour of it.
1: Yeah, I- unfortunately I buried my gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there will be a sound effect of a of a uh, starter pistol inserted. Okay, one, two, three, go. Actually, I I think I won that. I know it should be a draw, but I think I was better.
1: Yeah, but you would say that, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been a draw. But, you know, uh, hopefully you listening got the... Got the flavour of it. Oh well,
1: uh, yeah, I think uh, surely it was a draw from the start.
0: No, what are you oh. talking about? The actual show or no, the actual our contest oh, we just did? No our poetry contest. Oh, I, I clearly was better. Well,
1: so I came second. Yeah, <laughs> <I> came second. <laughs> which is you lost. Coming second <laughs> in a Dardar poetry con- contest seems like a pretty dismal showing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
0: can actually lose in Dardar competitions though. There was another one which was where they held a race between a typewriter and a sewing machine. So uh, the artist, Richard Holzenbeck, and uh, the other artist who we talked about in the previous episode, Raoul Houseman. So what happened was that one typed as fast as they could, page after page, you know, so imagine the stage and the typing, fast as they can. And the other one was stitching non-stop onto the fabric of a sort of like a funeral garment going round and round in circle. And of course, George Gross being the... Master of ceremonies again. He sort of like watched until uh, I don't know how long it went on for, and he declared the sewing machine to be the winner. I think the typewriter should win just by the fact of the effort.
1: Yeah, and as soon as it's finished, you'd be on the typewriter again writing a letter of complaint. <laughs> uh...
0: Houseman, when he found out he'd lost because he was on the typewriter, he he chucked it on the floor. Yeah, I mean to me. I think it's it's the sort of like the advancement of technology and what, what is it all for? What is progress all about? Rush to the machine age, this rush to war, this non-stopping thing of technology man and machine and it's out of control. And, you know, the nonsense of someone wins the war.
1: And there's a bit of performance to it because yeah. I mean, had it been Hendrix, you he would have set fire to the... Uh, target, <laughs>
0: <wouldn't> he? <laughs> yeah, he did. When he stopped setting fire to guitars, I heard that less people came.
1: Well, he was dead, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> no, fun. And you join us here in Berlin Park for the dot R Stakes, where we have handsome secretary, the beautiful three year old typewriter, racing his first race here in Berlin up against Uber Stitcher on the Singer Machine. And we're away. Handsome Secretary is away fast, leading from Uber Stitcher. As we come into the first corner, Handsome Secretary races ahead with a two-head lead on the inside. But Uber Stitcher is gaining ground as we approach the finish line. Uber is ahead is ahead. Uber Stitcher has it. Uber Stitcher wins the Dallas stakes! Uber Stitcher, can you believe this?
0: Ironically, there was another performance where uh, this is the last one I'd like to talk about of the Club Dada, was where it was declared that Beethoven, Bach are dead, but music marches on. So it's an interesting link there. And then three people came onto stage and they rested a canvas onto an easel and each canvas had a note written on it. it
1: was, so it was, what was the note? Was it like, you know three Potatoes. Oh, sorry, yeah. (laughs) I needed to
0: make the point that it was a musical note, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. with the musical note. So they put like, yeah, what do you call it? A quaver, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. or what crotchet, yeah, (laughs) cheesy,
0: cheesy crotchet (laughs) cheese (laughs) crisps. Oh, yeah, apparently, this got people upset, you know, people got quite easily offended. Bias at pretty much anything. I think they were.
1: Yeah, but if you were a musician and you saw a note and it wasn't on a stave, you would get upset, <laughs> wouldn't you? You'd say, What is that, an F or a G? <laughs> the world's gone mad.
0: <laughs> Dada. Isn't only performance; it's also can contain art. And most Dada performers uh, did actually create a lot of artworks, although never claimed that they actually created any art. So
1: these, like, like actual practicing artists, they were just doing Dada was something they did on their downtime when they weren't painting.
0: Yeah, I reckon a lot of them did secret writing and secret drawing. That was probably non-Dada, but they've probably got. Hidden normal writing somewhere, I reckon. Yeah, it's a point.
1: It is quite like a social event, Dada.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just anti everything. So they never even claimed that their art was art. Something else. It was almost like you know they might as well be mechanics. Yeah. Oh, yellowism. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm not. Please never want to go there again.
1: Is well, is yellowism a child of Dada? Yes. certainly is, isn't Pretty it?
0: Pretty much everything contemporary is in some way influenced by Dada. Because everything, you know, as we'll talk about next week, Duchamp uh, uh, with his urinal was a Dada act as well.
1: But surely he's, by doing the urinal, he's stopping artists pissing on the painting, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah <that's laughs> almost, it's almost anti-Dada. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they organised in 1920 an international Dada fair they, they saw it more as a trade fair kind of thing, like the, the gardeners trade fair or car trade fair. That's how they viewed it. Uh, but it was actually held in an art gallery. Nearly 200 works were on display, including paintings, um, framed posters, and they were really crowded everything was fighting for space and there was also 3d works one of the works was called prussian angel and this was probably the most controversial work there it was created by the artist john hartfield and the artist Rudolf schlichter and what they did was they hung up a dummy dressed in a german uniform with a papier mache pig snout for a face and it was hung from the ceiling and wraps around the work was a post that read i come from heaven from Heaven on High, which are actually lyrics from a German Christmas carol. And hung below, attached uh, to the dummy, was another sign. Again, obviously written in German. And what it said was, in order to understand this work of art completely, one should drill daily for 12 hours with heavily packed knapstack in full marching order in the Templehof field, which is a military training ground. Now, you can imagine that's mocking the military the whole system that got them into war it's not about attacking soldiers it was about attacking the military establishment and the whole kind of the way that people are used of course everyone gets upset and they actually charged the artists with uh, defamation of the German army and okay, yeah. uh, they were actually subsequently acquitted
1: so it's like instructional, this bit hanging from it. It could yeah. almost be Yoko Ono. Go to the Russian or the German yeah. military base <laughs> and drill a hole. Yeah, fluxus. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Except this is like quite a... Uh, it's not such a beautiful flux. So I think it's quite a hard work.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it depends how much you enjoy
0: drilling. Yeah. God, 12 hours. <laughs> 12 hours, yeah. Drill daily for 12 hours. That's <laughs> a lot of drill. <laughs> Dada was really quite pioneering and it influenced a lot of things. The Dada movement produced a lot of magazines and they revolutionised a lot of things such as design. They didn't care about the aesthetic, it was all about the idea. Message. Yeah, so for instance a Dada publication might use lots of different typefaces all arranged at weird angles in one image which had never been done before and you can still see that kind of influence in punk today. Several artists... Pioneered the idea of photo montage, which is quite common today, where you just take lots of magazine photos and you chop them up, and then you replace them to make a completely different image. So you take it from magazines and newspapers, you and talking, from newspapers. Are you talking about
1: Sergeant Pepper?
0: Yeah, Sergeant Pepper's photo montage. Yeah, absolutely. That is very Dada. One of the key photo montage artists from the Dada period, and also was showing at this exhibition, was Hannah Hock. And she had a uh, photo montage of hers, which has one of the longest titles I know for a piece. Cut with the kitchen knife through the last Weimar beer belly cultural epoch in Germany. She's created this image, which is crazy and chaotic, like, like the political uh, times. The image mixes the surreal with humour and ridicule. Faces of people are cut from newspapers and magazines. Some are just of heads. Some are bodies without heads. You know, there's cogs and machinery, so there's people with machinery coming out of their heads. It's it's a confusing image and you've you've got political figures from the time. What it's showing, you know, the machinery of war, the, the gears, the machinery of politics.
1: It's uh, And in case you don't understand, she's written Dada all over it. So yeah, she's cut out the letters for Dada and written it in various places yeah. over the picture. Yeah.
0: The other thing that's quite important to Hannah Hock was the plight of women and cut with the kitchen knife. It's alluding to the traditional role of women in society. It's almost in part a comment on how women are treated within the art and Dada movement.
1: And politics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's also a really nice video I found of, of people talking about the work. So I might, there's so much in that work. You could actually do like 15, 20 minutes of talking just about the work itself. Absolutely. Um,
1: it's quite three dimensional, it?
0: Yeah, it's great. Presenting at home with the hot. <laughs> Herr Hock, after a long day at work, has decided to relax in his favourite armchair and read his newspaper. Unfortunately, it appears that his daughter Hannah has been working on our latest photo montage. Oh, I always look forward to reading the newspaper after a long day at work. I'll be really interested to see the new photo of Kaiser Wilhelm on page two. What's this? It's been cut out. Uh, Oh, never mind. I'll just have a look at the sports section instead. Uh, Oh, Oh, I'll just forget the newspaper entirely and have a look at my favourite engineering magazine. It's got a cogs and machinery special. Oh, no. Right, okay, one of the other painters that actually exhibited was Otto Dix. Now, Otto Dix was a painter who was famous for his scenes of of German life in the early 20th century. Again, a lot of his, like George Gross, his paintings were very mocking of the establishment and, you know, uh, the sort of like the bourgeois. And this picture is called The War Cripples, in brackets, 45% fit for work. It's an image of four soldiers. It's almost, they're almost cartoon-like and quite grotesque. And they're all injured, the sort of crippled soldiers, uh, First World War German soldiers.
1: Yeah, legless or semi-legless. When I say legless, I mean they don't yeah, have legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not drunk,
0: <laughs> as it means in the UK. This uh, picture is actually attacking the military and the political establishment for what it's done for its youth. And I think it's almost like attacking the public for the, the fact that they, these people are viewed as kind of like freaks. There's also the point is that they've been used by the, the establishment. that's like, they've a got a medal war. to show for. Yeah. Um,
1: it's quite similar to comedy, isn't it? There's a comedy element. To yes, this, absolutely. It's, in
0: it, it's really tragic. and
1: Tragic? I'm like saying it's comedy. Yeah, it's tragic <laughs> comedy, <laughs> yeah. It's tragic comedy. <laughs>
0: One of the most interesting and eccentric uh, German Dadaists was Johannes Bader. How do
1: you spell Bader?
0: B a a d e r. All right, okay. So it's not quite Dada. Yeah, it's Bader. Bader. Or Bader. Um, Now a lot of Dadaists have quite big egos, and they like to give them names like the delegate of, you know, the official delegate of Dada, the leader of Dada, the Dada spokes, and Johannes Bader was was the same you know and uh, he was actually called by the press the uber dada or sort of like the, the super dada
1: barderism
0: <laughs> quite an interesting character he,
1: he's the uber dada well
0: he's he is but because he was the best at publicity he was an architect who used to specialize in monuments for funerals so Johannes barda was also you know he was in the military he was actually discharged on the grounds of insanity. And that's probably a lot to do with the reason why he gets away with a lot of the stuff that he does. In 1918, he, did, he, uh, he decided to issue a proclamation in which he demanded that he be awarded all five Nobel prizes. Okay. That would be like chemistry, literature, peace, physics, uh, or physiology, or medicine. That's the other uh, sort of five categories.
1: So I presume he didn't get them all. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, he, he didn't get any. He didn't get any. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's unlucky. He wanted all five, but he didn't get any at all.
0: Yeah, so in in 1918, he, he walked into a, a church and he did a piece which was called Christos ist ich vorst, was the name of the piece, which actually literally ch- translates into Christ is sausage to you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but it actually means I don't give a damn about Christ. Other yeah. religious people are available, um,
1: and, and like you know, <coughs> other you know meats are available as well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he actually went into a, a church in in uh, in in Germany, and he started to go into this speech about the failure to live up to the the gospel. And, you know, the failure of society to prevent the war. So he gave his big sort of rambling speech about you all hypocrites and everything and look where this has got us. And of course, he was arrested. But as in great Dada tradition, people seem to get arrested, upset, and then they get released. And this time he actually got released on the grounds that he actually had a, a mental health condition.
1: John Lennon said in the 60s that the Beatles were bigger than sausages, didn't
0: he? Yeah. I mean, so you can imagine, you know, he's done this and he's feeling like pretty important, but he was already the Uber Dada, but now he decides that it's not enough of a grand title. So he now decides to call him Super Dada, President of the Earth and the Globe, Chairman of the Last Judgment Real secret chairman of the Interlurian Super Dadaist League of Nations. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so.
1: Did he ever describe himself as an artist?
0: I mean, because
1: how do we know he wasn't just just slightly, you know. Dada. Dada, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: he was, because I mean, in 1919, he and uh, actually another Dadaist, Raoul Horseman. Houseman, uh, told the authorities in a suburb of Berlin, uh, this was actually on April 4th though, uh, he told them there was an invasion of an impending Dardar force that was going to come and sort of, you know, attack the, the suburbs. So the actual community actually raised 2,000 people to sort of like come out on the streets and defend from the Dardar invasion. That uh, da,
1: da, 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 da.
0: Another thing he did was he disrupted a conference in, in, in Weimar. They were debating the constitution and he handed out flyers, you know.
1: So it, what d- era is this? Is between this 1920?
0: Yes, 1919, you know, he disrupted yeah. a conference in Weimar where... Uh, officials debating the constitution for the new weimar republic and he handed out flowers, and he declared himself again the highest authority ever created nominated himself to be president of the new german weimar republic and he actually also showed them plans to build a one and a half kilometer high pyramid for his followers to worship
1: and for funerals, general funerals. And so on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pleased to see he's putting his design skills to use. You know, oh his architectural yeah, architectural abilities. Also, would
0: be good because uh, you know one time, uh, sort of like as well, is he wrote his own obituary and then the next day he announced his resurrection.
1: Yeah, so I guess like being a, an architect for, f- for funeral buildings, mm. is it? you'd have to you'd have to do that you'd have to die experience your funeral and come back it's the only way to do a proper job yeah (laughs) surely it's just research for his work
0: yeah so I reckon that's probably the case isn't it (laughs) probably if I knew I was dead it'd be nice to know that I had you know if you had a Dada exponent build your
1: yeah but surely Dada exponents would be anti-funerals and anti-death yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh. yeah they
0: would be yes that would be good yeah yeah (laughs) Other places uh, that it spread to in Germany, it it was places like Hanover and also Cologne. I think Cologne-Dada was quite just, it was just anarchy. It was just like destruction. There was an exhibition of like 1920, which I think really shows what, what Dada was like in Cologne. Probably the one of the most famous artists, uh, Dada artist, was Max Ernst. Now he's quite famous as being a surrealist as well, and he had a title as well, Dada Max. Okay. When I first read it, I thought it was because he's Dada Maximum. he's taking it to the edge. But I think it's probably because his name was Max. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Do you remember? Did you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where? where um, Homer Simpson called himself Max Power. He changed his name to Max Power. and It, right, yeah. it totally changed his life. Yeah. yeah, And he became, everyone really liked him. It was really dynamic. <laughs> yeah, it's good, yeah. yeah. I think that's like, yeah. Uh, call myself, <laughs> what was your Dada name, dude? Dada Supreme. Uh, that's yours? Yeah, I don't know. But then I think of Diana Ross. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sort of chopped up Diana Ross. Not chopped up, loose. Someone's already done that one. Snooker, an old dated snooker player. (laughs) What happened was there was a group of Dada artists in Cologne. You know, now as I said, I've always said that Dada is anti-Dada, so it's anti-art, it's anti-itself, very destructive, very anarchic. And what happened was these Dada artists wanted to put a show in a museum, be part of a museum show. And the museum said, no, not doing it. What you do? You go to your local bar and you think, well, we'll have it there instead. And the thing is, is when you turn (laughs) up at this exhibition, you have to actually go through the toilets to get into it. um,
1: So everyone could have clean hands and fresh aftershave. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oh, yeah,
0: you're talking about those where they... Yeah, with that's the nightclubs, isn't it, when they hand out sweets and men clean your hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like exit through the gift shop, is it? It's kind of like enter through the toilet. It's, bit, it's, it's, it's the complete That's opposite. Like a, a Bruce Lee film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> So you imagine you're entering through the toilet and then the first thing you see is a, uh, is a woman who's dressed in a communion dress, so, you know, the Catholic yeah. kind of a religious dress, and she's reading obscene, uh, obscene poetry so just basically I suppose it's just swearing really and just uh, so you, obviously people were quite shocked and then when you go through that you sort of like see a load of bar stools piled up as you do it looks like they've, they've sort of cleaned the pub out and you're confronted with the art and the art was quite quite odd um, there was one artwork that was created and it was basically was a tank a fish tank that was filled with red water and in it had a wig floating on top and a mannequin's hand submerged in it some yeah. people are looking at this going this is an art because you can imagine nowadays people would think oh yeah that's what people call art yeah. but in those days you would have been Damien Brathurst yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I liked your link of sausage and, uh, and Dada there oh, and right. art and of course Damien Hirst is definitely influenced by Dada you right, know.
1: yeah well he does have tanks
0: yeah so, yeah. so among, among other things yeah. And of course, you can imagine that people were quite upset with this general sort of thing of thinking, oh, I've got to see this art show and, you know, I'm not having this. So, of course, what you do is you get angry and you start to, things start to get broken and smashed up because obviously they're angry.
1: They're angry at the work.
0: Yeah, they're angry. I think they're angry that they wanted to go and see an art show. And I think at the time when Darla came out, art was literally paintings or marble sculptures. Marble, yeah, 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 suddenly Darla comes along and says, you know, this is our. this is different, and people get quite upset. I
1: guess the climate in Germany after the, yeah. the war was, yeah. it was pretty destroyed, wasn't it, Germany? Yeah, yeah. So, I'm imagining. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, no. Yeah. So so
0: Max Ernst, he had some works in there, and he thought, well, I, I quite like this sense of destruction. It's kind of like in the Dada spirit. So he actually attached an axe to one of his sculptures, which <laughs> is pretty much, yeah, really it's pretty much like you know a good way to encourage people before we thinking to destroy it, let's make it quite easy for people to do it. I don't actually know if anyone did, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if he, it depends if he provided instructions but, but or not. I guess
1: the the religious lady in the bathroom wore armor after that moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> now the thing is, you can imagine all this going on. The, the authorities come along. Go. Yes, we've got to take action as they do, um, because people complained. But what they actually complained about was uh, was uh, not about the violence, not about the smashing up things, about it being pornographic, and the authorities go what. What's all this going on? So they went in there, rushed in. Said it's got to close down, and then they realised that the only thing was of uh, an Albert Durer image of um, Adam and Eve. So we'll we'll put we'll put the copy of this on the website, the Albert Durer thing. So this is what people got upset about, Tom. So um, showing you the picture now, Tom. Have a look at that picture, right, of Albert Is yeah. It's upsetting yeah. to you. Do you find that pornographic? It's a picture of Adam and Eve.
1: I don't, it's not particularly surely like there's been paintings of like the naked form for hundreds yeah, I know. of
0: years. I know, it's not, it's not that shocking. And,
1: but, uh, you know, I, I'm from a different time when maybe it wouldn't shock me so much. Well, I don't know, is it, was it shocking at the time, really? Or are you saying that it still wasn't yeah. there? Well,
0: saying? I'm trying to think, is why were people shocked that Adam and Eve didn't have any clothes they, on?
1: They do, they are covering their private parts with a leaf and a rose. So oh. it actually is like, it's yeah. not actually as shocking as you might imagine it is.
0: Well, as is always the case with Dada, they they uh, closed down the exhibition and then they realised that that was the only image that could possibly be conceived as pornographic. So basically the next day they said, mm, you can just reopen it.
1: And and the exhibition got it right. Cause yeah. It the free publicity, I guess.
0: Yeah. So of course, yeah, it's great publicity. And um, what's amazing is they put up a big poster saying "Dada triumphs reopening of the exhibition closed by the police." Dada is for peace and order. So this is a poster they put up. Yeah.
1: It's interesting. I was. It's interesting about the putting up posters. Who was the guy who put a poster for himself? It's quite John and Yoko, they put war is over posters up. Yeah, Dada. I'm just imagining the Dardar is over poster.
0: Well yeah, I mean Dada
1: the- is over if you want it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that was end end of part two. Right, so next week we're gonna be talking about New York Dardar. And Paris Dada, the end of Dardar, and in that we'll be talking about a Baroness and the theft of a useless clothes iron. Of a useless
1: clothes iron. Yeah,
0: that's very Dardar. Like
1: a broken clothes iron.
0: Well, we'll have to you have to wait and find out next week. And also, we'll be talking about how Dardar ended with a few punches in Paris. All oh, right. Mm. Mm, you're looking very uh, quizzical about it.
1: it Sounds like a similar way to how the Libertines split up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, the <they're> bad. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. So it's just uh, that's it for the pod. So it's just time for the usual uh, housekeeping things. Um. So it does take us a lot of time uh, and it does cost us to run this podcast. So you can help us out by donating as little as a dollar a month. And the address is Tom.
1: Patreon.com forward slash modernartisrubbish.
0: Yes. And if you're one of those people who like to share the podcast, you can do via our website, uh, modernartisrubbish.com. Actually, we really love hearing from people. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can do it via the email at info at modernartisrubbish.com. And also, please don't forget to subscribe via your preferred app, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, etc., and also, uh, to celebrate a year of the podcast, we want to talk about your art, and we will, we'll add in a dash of arty context. So if you have any friends or family that make art, or you, uh, please send it to us. It can be in any medium. Just send us a pic, and we may share it on our webpage. And the email is info at modernartisrubbish.com. And thanks so much for listening.
1: Can I suggest we get some pictures of uh, Jesus is a sausage to you? What does that look like in a picture?
0: I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah. If people want to do that, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um well, it's just bias, Tom.
1: Um, our feed is saying
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>